You're listening to to the Show We Go Baseball podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into episode 66 of To The Show We Go. We have Ed Hand, as always, and myself, Andrew Parker. Uh, today's episode, it's the Davis Daniel episode. He's a, uh, a pitcher for the Los Angeles Angels, actually. Uh, he's a 2023 Fall Star for the Arizona Fall League. So I do have a question about that, as we'll get into. But um, before we start diving in uh, to some baseball-related things, you're obviously back at, training, at, um, at spring training. That fired up. Uh, but I want to talk about the off season first, I guess, like, what did you do outside of baseball? Like, were you, uh, did you get to go on any cool trips? Did you, uh, I guess, how was it for you? Yeah, it was good. Obviously a uh, shorter off season than usual going to fall league, but, uh, you know, went and got some innings that I needed. And then after that, it was, uh, uh, shortly there after I got home, me and my wife for our anniversary went to New York, uh, spent a few days up there. So it was a lot of fun. And then, uh, you know, kind of jumped right back into training and, um, just enjoyed being at home with family and friends and, uh, you know, had a good time back home. And so yeah, this was I, a big year I, for you. This was a, this was a really big year for you between the fall stars thing, but even before that, uh, you made your major league debut. Yep. Yeah. How, was, uh, was, uh, what was uh, the call like for you? Were you, were you expecting it? Uh, a little both. I mean, so I actually got called up two seasons ago for two days and uh, didn't get a chance to pitch. Um, so at that point I had been put on the roster. And so kind of, you know, after I didn't make a debut and coming into this past year, um, you know, we were kind of waiting for that time. Uh, had a little bit of an injury going in spring training, took some time to get back. Um, but I mean, that was kind of the hopes and plans all, all season was to get back healthy and get a chance to, to go up there and show what I can do. And um you know, it, I think it came a little quicker than I expected coming off the IL, but um, it was, it was, you know, right when, when it needed to happen. And, um, you know, I feel like I took advantage of the time I was up there and I uh, felt really good. Who was the first batter you faced in the majors and what was the result? First batter, I walked on four pitches and it was, honestly, I blacked out. I couldn't even tell you who it was. <laughs> Okay, do you remember your first strikeout then? Yes, the first strikeout uh, was fastball up to uh, right-handed hitter for Cleveland. Uh, that's so bad that I don't know that. <laughs> you got I, the baseball I, I, though, right? <laughs> do what? Yeah, no, you remember <laughs> the important part of it, which is how it happened. Like, who yes, cares who yes. it was? But you, you got the strikeout, and that's yes, that, that's what matters. Yeah, it was man on third, one out, so I needed it, and uh, I don't, I can't remember who it was though. It's terrible, but did you grow up playing baseball? Were you like a yeah. kid who was like really like um? Wh- wh- which team did you grow up following? Uh, I grew up a Braves fan. Uh, being in Alabama, it's you know Braves country down there. So, uh, born in Atlanta, uh, moved to Alabama when I was in second grade. So, Braves fan my whole life. Gotcha. Was there? Did you? Was your favorite player a pitcher? growing up like did you know you wanted to be a pitcher uh a little both I mean I I was always a big Tim Hudson fan um but you know I I played shortstop in high school and I think up until like my senior year if you would ask me I would have wanted to go and play shortstop somewhere uh 
and then kind of made a big jump and, and started throwing the ball a little harder going into senior year of high school. And that was kind of when it became pretty obvious when I, when I hit 200 in high school and, and started throwing the ball harder, it became a pretty obvious choice after that. So I know this is probably against the law in the state of Alabama to ask this question uh, since you went to Auburn, but um, growing up though, did, did you like Alabama at all or was it always Auburn? Uh, so my dad went to North Carolina and my mom's from Tennessee. So they didn't really have any ties to either. Uh, so when, when you move to Alabama, they, they always say you got to pick one or the other. Uh, honestly, growing up, you know, my dad worked with uh, a guy that played it out or went to Alabama and a guy that went to Auburn. It was kind of whoever was better that year. Those were the games we went to. Uh, you know, so we went to a lot more Alabama games than Auburn, but, uh, you know, like 2010 when Cam Newton was there, I think we went to every home game for Auburn that year. And that was really the first taste of, of Auburn when I, you know, decided that I liked it there a little more. But, uh, uh, you know, I definitely pulled for, for Alabama at some point while I was growing up. That's okay. I, will, uh, I won't clip that or anything and send it to <laughs> any Auburn. I, I mean, I'm telling you, like, um, you know, I, I live in the Northeast now, and it's, but I went to an SEC, SEC school. I went to Mizzou. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I get it, whatever. But we're the we're the bottom of the barrel, except for this year. Um, but yeah, team I, it's just like, yeah, it, it was. It was it was fun to watch for the first time in probably my uh, adult life that they were actually good. But it is kind of funny to think about that. It's like you know, up here in the Northeast, people don't really truly realize like how intense it is down in the yeah. South. Like if you live in the state of Alabama, it's like you're on their side or you're on our side and there's like no in between. You can't like play both sides. So I know that's like a hot topic down there. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think, uh, we, we caught a little bit of heat for, for joining the bandwagon of whoever was better. But, yeah. Um, through, through and through Auburn now. So, so I did want to ask you a question about your time at Auburn because, um, They've actually produced, like, I feel like, you know, you only hear about, you know, the Vanderbilts, the Floridas, the, um, you know, the Wake Forest and college baseball. But Auburn has sneakily been producing some pitchers uh, lately. Like I, I mentioned to you a little off air, like, you know, uh, Richard Fitz and Hayden Mullins and Casey Mize is a pretty good one that pops out, too. But um, what, what was it like, I guess, just pitching, uh, for a team like that? Obviously you guys were facing stiff competition every single day in the SEC play. It's no joke, man. So what was it like, I guess, uh, just pitching there and being around the talent that was on the roster with you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my freshman year, uh, all three of our weekend starters have pitched in the big leagues. We had, uh, Keegan Thompson throwing on Fridays, Casey Mize on Saturdays, and then I threw on Sundays. So, um, I don't know how many teams in the country can say that, uh, but it was it was pretty cool watching those guys and learning from those guys. Keegan was a little bit older, uh, had some experience under his belt, and really helped me a lot. And and Casey, I mean Casey was just a freak and um, could do whatever he wanted with the baseball, and uh, was very helpful for me as well. Um, so I mean, those just being around those two in general, especially as a young guy. Um, and then you know, as I got older, there was a group of younger guys that were really talented as well. You know, you got Tanner Burns and Richard Fitz and. Um, some of those guys that, that really, you know, turned it on while they were there and, uh, you know, have gone on to have successful professional careers so far. And, um, I'm sure a lot of those guys will pitch in Bailey's as well. So you were, uh, you were drafted three times total, right? Um, the Cubs, the Brewers, and then you ended up with the Angels. But um, you had Tommy John surgery in 2019. Is that correct? Yeah. 
were you surprised to have been drafted right after that? Uh, not, not too surprised. I mean, like the situation out of high school, obviously was just, you know, I, I was pretty dead set on going to college. So right uh, back then when they had 40 rounds, I mean, they would take guys on flyer picks anyway. Um, and then after sophomore year being a draft eligible sophomore, um, you know, that was kind of the options we weighed. It was like, I, I could go now um, if, you know, they're able to get up to the dollar amount that we were asking for. But at the end of the day, we knew that I had kind of pitched myself into a position that like, you know, God willing, whatever happened, like I was going to hopefully have an opportunity to still play professional baseball. And, you know, that was a gamble we took. Obviously, it didn't really pay off, but, um, you know, put me in the place that I'm supposed to be. And, um, you know, everything's worked out. So that first year, um, 2019, were you just rehabbing and then the 2020 season got canceled? So you kind of just did what you would have been doing anyway? Yeah, so I had the surgery uh, April of 2019 and got drafted and went straight out to uh, Arizona and just rehabbed. Um, rehabbed there the whole year, came home in like December right before Christmas. And, uh, you know, the plan was to go back out in January. So I went back out uh, to start my rehab in January. The goal was to hopefully be back around the mid-season point. Um, and then obviously the season got canceled and everybody went home. And uh, So I did a lot of that rehab on my own at the house. And uh, it, I was actually living back in Auburn taking classes. Um, so I did a lot of my rehab stuff there. Um, and then uh, went to Instructs at the end of 2020. And that was really kind of my first taste of professional baseball and pitching since surgery. So uh, that went really well. And then I ended up actually making like my professional debut was at major league spring training in 21. So that was a pretty crazy year kind of going from the couch to big league spring training was my first taste of, of professional baseball. It was pretty well. Yeah. It's um, one, one question that uh, we've, we've asked a few guys that have rehabbed uh, their, 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 those year long injuries, but what, what do you do? to kind of keep your mind healthy during that because you're, you've been an athlete your whole life and suddenly you can't do what you've always done. What did you do to, uh, to make sure that you were, you were okay, not being able to do that for a bit while you regained your strength? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, you know, you know, there were some things that a lot of people, you know, might look as unfortunate that kind of helped me out. I think, you know, first off, just being in a new place, I had never, you know, being from Alabama, going to Auburn, I had never really ventured off. And so all of a sudden I'm living in Arizona by myself and I'm going to rehab. It was, it was still kind of a new environment, new place, um, new exciting things. So like at, at that point in my life, I was still very excited about the future and had a lot of things to work towards. And um, so it was pretty, not necessarily easy, but it was, it was easier being in a new place. And Were you in Tempe? I was, yes. I went to Arizona State for a bit, and I remember the stadium oh, being nice. real close there. So yeah, I can I can see how that'd be a good time for you uh, there, but especially yeah. being new there, I I miss it every day. <laughs> yeah, and then 2020, I mean, I probably would have drove myself crazy if I would stayed at home. So that's why I ended up going back to school and taking some classes and and being in Auburn and lived with one of my best friends over there that was also in pro ball at the time. And, um, so you know that kind of that that all helps just being back in that environment and being at home and, and thinking about it all the time. So that, that helped a lot as well. Yeah. And you, you got called up, even though you didn't, uh, you didn't end up pitching that season, but 2021, you got called up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The angels move fast. They move really <laughs> fast. 
Uh, let's see. No, it wasn't 21. It was 22. Sorry. In 21, I went, uh, started the year in high A and finished that year in triple A. And then 22 went to triple A and got called up in June. Gotcha. And it was just, but it was just for two days. And then was it like an injury? Was it, uh, just like, um, somebody else came back? Like what, uh, what happened? Yeah, they had, uh, the long relief guy had pitched, uh, like four or five innings the night before and, Everybody that was in AAA that was on the 40-man that was lengthened out to be a starter had either just pitched or were already up. So they needed um, an arm with some length and um, kind of in a just-in-case situation. And uh, So I was up there for two days, and then uh, so, uh, I can't remember who it was. Maybe Taylor Ward was coming off of the IL, so they needed to open a roster spot. And by that point, uh, the long guy, Barrio, was you know two days back uh after pitching so he was he was ready to go again so at that point um I, I was the move gotcha now did that did you find yourself more motivated after that like you got that little taste but you didn't get into a game or anything or was it more frustrating uh i mean there was definitely like some frustration just uh not necessarily with anybody just kind of like frustrated because i was so close but didn't really get the opportunity um I mean, that's all you ask for in this game is an opportunity to go out and prove that you can do it. And uh, so, I mean, once once I got back to Salt Lake, there was there was a few weeks of like being really hard on myself and chasing and, and doing everything I could to try and get back. And uh, ultimately, I, I struggled for for a few weeks after coming back down. And I think that's part of, part of the reason is I was still kind of in a headspace of like I was almost there. Um, and so once I kind of came back to earth and realized, like, you know, I got to put my work in and, and get back to it and, um, you know, prove that I can pitch in AAA and, and get another opportunity, I think uh, it ultimately ended up motivating me a lot and, and, you know, helped me, you know, become better and get to where I am now. So I, I'm going to shoot to uh, the fall league. Obviously, you uh, just came off of it. Um <laughs> I had to double, I, I double taked when I saw the numbers and like, holy cow. Um, we, we've had a few guys on, on this show, this off season that, uh, that were pitching in the fall league. And, um, I'm pretty sure you probably had better numbers than both of them. So I'm, I am curious. So obviously the fall league, it's a good collection. It's a great collection of talent. Um, so obviously just being there already was like a notch in your belt, but then you get named a uh, fall star, which I know you didn't pitch in the game, but it's still a pretty cool honor. I would assume that um, you were named to the team. Um, what was it? I guess uh, just going through the fall league, facing the elite players that you did, I guess, what, what was that uh, like for you? Yeah. I mean, uh, if I, I needed the innings after coming off an injury, you know, I, I needed to, to throw some more. And so, um, you know, we, we were exploring some options in, in the off season that I needed to do. And ultimately fall league was, was the best option. And, um, you know, there's a lot of really talented players. You got a, a lot of young guys and, um, you know, some guys that can really swing it. And, uh, you know, for me, I kind of just stepped in and, and, you know, I had the luxury of, of knowing that, you know, Hey, I pitched well in the big leagues. And at that point I had the confidence that, you know, I know that my stuff can play at that level. And so kind of stepping back and going to the fall league, I think, uh, for me, it was mostly just development and working on my stuff and, you know, trying to pound the zone and throw strikes and, and get ahead of hitters and, and all those, you know, little things that, that help progress you as a pitcher. And uh, so, uh, you know, for me, that was the main focus. And I think I did a pretty good job of going out to execute and getting my work in. So you did mention that um, obviously, you know, having that success in the big leagues kind of helped your mindset going into the 
the fall league, but there was something I, I did notice. Um, so you didn't start at all once you got called up. And I think I had looked, you started in every game you pitched in, I think going all the way back to like 21, may have been the last time you came into a game. Um, what was it like, I guess, adjusting yourself to coming out of the pen for the first time in such a long time, especially at the major league level? Yeah, absolutely. It was definitely, uh, you know, an adjustment, I think, um, you know, for my debut, I came in in the middle of an inning, um, you know, bases were empty though. So I was able to kind of settle in and, and almost treat it like a start. I, I will say the jog from the bullpen is a little different than walking from the dugout, but, uh, you know, it, 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 you know, you add the adrenaline and everything else of being in a big league stadium. It took me a minute to, to catch my breath and settle down. But, uh, as I, you know, walking the first guy on four pitches, uh, so that was definitely an adjustment with coming out of the pen, but, um, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, once you step on the mound and, and there's a batter in the box, it's the same game. Um, you know, I think, I think the biggest adjustment was my second outing in Minnesota. I came in with bases loaded, two outs, and that was kind of like a – and it was, you know, sold-out crowd. That was the night that they were they were trying to clinch. And uh, so that was that was a pretty fun night. And, and it, you know, I enjoyed that experience of, of getting – to come into a big situation and, uh, you know, that stuff was, it was a lot of fun and, um, you know, just another notch on my belt to continue to try and make myself better and, and learn from situations and um, all that. But it was definitely an adjustment. Is spring training different for you now that you've gotten into the game, into a game in the majors? Are you, are you approaching it differently? Uh, no, I definitely feel more comfortable. Uh, you know, I think, uh, there's definitely an extra added level of comfort coming into spring training and knowing who the guys are and, um, you know, what, no matter who it is, whether it's, you know, the best player, or the worst player on the team, like everybody knows who you are and you're able to say, Hey, and have some camaraderie and things like that. It's definitely a little more comforting this year coming into camp and knowing everybody in the staff and, and whatnot. So that, that definitely helps. Um, but as far as my approach, everything stays the same. I mean, I feel like going into spring uh, in the last couple of years, I felt really good coming in and coming out other than the, the injury. So, but as far as mentality and everything else, I think it, it remains the same. So I don't know if you know the answer to this just because of the timing and everything with it, but generally I it, it's been my experience that the pitchers hang out with the pitchers, the hitters hang out with the hitters. What does Shohei Otani do? Does he, is he just like with everybody? Is he by himself? But like, like what's, what, what, what does, and if that's not something you can answer, don't, don't worry about it. But as somebody who's been in the clubhouse with him, is, is he just like with everybody? Yeah. I mean, when I got called up this year, he, he had just had his, uh, he had just gone on the IL and left to have a surgery. So he was only there for like a couple of days, but um, from the time I've been around him in spring training the last few years and, and, you know, the couple of days that I was with him in the locker room, I mean, he's, Everybody loves Shohei. I think everybody you know, kind of gravitates towards him, whether it's baseball or not. Everyone wants to pick his brain because, I mean, guy's a freak and, and knows a lot about this game. So I think everybody kind of, you know, wants to be around him, and, he, and he's a, a fun guy to be around, as far as I can tell. So you, um, in AAA, when you were pitching, uh, I know that they're in Salt Lake, and um, the – I've heard from a couple guys that have that were playing in AAA last year that ended up playing out west. They were telling me about how the ball absolutely flies out there um, yeah. compared to like out here, um, out east. And I'm sure what you were used to at Auburn, the ball probably doesn't fly as, as well. Um, did that ever get 
like was that ever a factor for you like that you knew that like playing in a park like the one in salt lake just with you know did it did that ever factor into anything because uh, i've heard from a few guys like i guess hitters especially that have been on the show um they were just like hey when we go out west like that ball flies like um it, it, did that ever get in your head as a pitcher uh i mean for me it's it, i like to throw four seams at the top of the zone and the, the hardest thing about you know pitching in salt lake or really a lot of the pcl you know you include reno and in that you include sacramento like all these places the ball flies and it's thin air and um, you know, one of the biggest factors of that is your stuff doesn't move as much. Uh, I mean, everybody talks about, you know, off the bat, the ball flies more, but you know, if you throw a fastball in Alabama, that's got 20 inches of ride and then you go to Salt Lake, all of a sudden it's got 15, 16. So, um, you know, I definitely, when I first got to AAA, I struggled. I think my first two starts in Reno were, I think I gave up like 22 runs and two starts. And, um, it was kind of like a welcome to AAA moment and, uh, but it was something I needed. I needed to, to learn how to pitch more and, um, you know, really learn how to use my fastball, not only at the top of the zone, but at the bottom. And I think through high A and double A, I pretty much just lived with fastballs at the top and threw curveballs off of it and had a lot of success. And all of a sudden it's like, you get the triple A and guys are getting to that pitch. And so it really, it really forced me to learn how to pitch more and, and use all four quadrants of the zone and, um, you know, throw my stuff, my off-speed stuff more and, um, Ultimately, it made me a better pitcher, and, and I think is a big part of the reason why I've had success ever since I was able to make that adjustment. Um, but I mean, it definitely when I was sitting in Reno and gave up, you know, twenty something runs and two starts, it was definitely in my head a little bit of like, "Holy cow, this is this is different for sure." Yeah, I was. Uh, I, we had a um, we had actually a guy from your agency, Nick Mears, on the show uh, a week or two ago. And he obviously pitching in Colorado right now. And it was kind of funny too, because I was going to bring it up earlier when you were talking about the jog in from uh, the bullpen, he was talking about how his jog is in Colorado. So he's already huffing and puffing when he gets to the mound is his, his hands are on his knees and uh, then the pitch clock's already going. So you just got to get up and go, man. It's, yes. um, but uh, I know that he was kind of talking about that some of his pitches became league average pitching in Colorado compared to like when you would pitch in Philadelphia. It's like um, something to think about. I, I always thought it was interesting that, you know, uh, hearing from uh, hitters as well is like, we love hitting out there. So I can only imagine what the pitcher was thinking like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ed, I have uh, a speed run, but I want if you got some things that you want to get to. Oh, no, I'm ready for the speed run. I'm always we still haven't named it. We still haven't. I haven't named it, man. I got to I got to find somebody creative enough to, to name this. But Dave, Davis, I have speed run of questions. I think we can get through them in like I think I think we can get through them in like three minutes, maybe four minutes tops. Right. Um, just the, just depends how crazy you want to get. But um, so I'm hoping you're ready. Perfect. All right, let's do this. Are you a movies, shows or live TV guy? uh mostly tv shows i i love going to the movies i'm not a huge like movie nerd though okay if you had a song to be your walkout in 2024 what would it be uh thunderstruck uh, people are gonna play a drinking game out of that one <laughs> all right you're a young guy still um so by the age of 30 you want to have accomplished what uh you know, have a family, uh, have some kids and, and own a house and 
uh, have some success in the big leagues and, and hopefully, you know, be a couple time all-star. If there was one rule in the MLB or minors that you could change, what would it be? Uh, and minors get rid of the ABS. That's, I don't like that one bit. Um, okay. In the big leagues, uh, you know, they're going to this 18 second clock. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the, in the ninth inning of a tight game at the end of the season, but we'll, we'll see. I did have a quick follow-up though. I do want to ask, um, what was, I guess, give me like your best reasoning why you don't like the ABS. Uh, I mean, it's, it becomes very hard to pitch at the top of the zone with fastball. I mean, uh, you know, a, it, it changes hitter to hitter. Whereas like typically when you're throwing to an umpire, you can kind of figure out his zone by the first or second inning and kind of live there. And now all of a sudden you can throw a pitch in one spot and throw it in the exact same spot to the next year. And all of a sudden it's a ball. And, and so it's, it's a little harder to figure out where the zone is. Um, but you know, I guess it's, it's right every time. So it's fair. Did you at least like the, uh, did you like the challenge system at all? I definitely like the challenge system better. The challenge okay. system is good. I'm one for one on challenges. Ooh, okay. That's a good, good stat. You go to the pitching coach and be like, listen, man, like, trust me. All right. If that ever gets to the bigs, which who knows, it might. It might. <laughs> I, I threw a three, one fastball for a ball four and I challenged it knowing it was probably my last hitter. They called it a strike next pitch slider triple down the right field line. So I probably should just. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you won the challenge at least. Yeah. You can still so, say you don't have to, you don't have to tell anybody about that other part. <laughs> exactly. One for one. All right. Favorite athlete outside of baseball. Uh, Bo Jackson, Auburn guy. Fair. Uh, favorite TV show of all time. Friday Night Lights. Okay. What's the weirdest baseball superstition that you've ever had? Uh, in college, we went to Kentucky, and I found a penny on heads outside of the dugout before the first game. And then I think it was Kentucky. And then we went on like a, I don't know, nine-game nine win streak. And then I lost it on a bus ride home, and we lost the next three. And I – it was definitely my fault. Oh man! Did you at least let the team know you're like, sorry? Oh, sorry. Do what? Oh, I was just gonna say, did you at least tell the team you were sorry for that? For those years, oh, ab- you're bad. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Exactly. Sorry. What's something that you've learned about baseball since you've been drafted that you didn't you didn't know before? Uh, I really didn't get into analytics or anything in college. Like it was. I knew where my stuff played. Like I knew that pitching at the top was good. And, pitching other places wasn't as good for me, but I didn't really know the reasons why. Um, so getting into pro ball and, and really breaking that stuff down really um, gave me a lot more confidence in, in where to pitch and how to pitch certain hitters. And um, so I think that was the biggest thing in pro ball for me, for sure. All right. I got, I got a few more of my, sorry, I went over the three to four minutes, but um, I have a layup for you. So I hope I want you to get creative with this one. Um, I want to know who is the best player that you've played with or against that's left you being like, holy cow, that guy is absolutely incredible. Yeah. I mean, obviously show a, um, trying to think like under the radar guy that, that maybe isn't talked about as much. Uh, let's think, um, 
played with a lot. Uh, and Renhifo is is a really really solid player. I mean, guy can hit and, and play some serious defense. Not to mention he's absolutely jacked. Um, guy guy gets it and plays plays some really good baseball. I think he's a really good under the radar type player. Just in general, I completely great answer. He's and he figured out how to walk last year too. Like his, he he's drawing walks now. He's hitting home runs. Good feel. He can play all over the field. That's yeah. I, I love that answer. Yeah, that, that's why I said the the let's think outside the box because obviously it's going to be Shohei or Mike yeah. Trout. But, yeah. Um. All right. So I like that. That was that's exactly what we needed there. I need a guilty pleasure of Davis Daniel. Chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Can't turn them down. Quick with it. Oh yeah. Okay. I need a go-to pregame snack. Uh, go to pregame snack. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty easy. Typically it's just like a granola bar and, and a Red Bull, like right before I go out. Um, if they've got the, the, um, uncrustable PB and J's, that's, that's probably the go-to. I've had, I've had so many people say uncrustables. Like <laughs> I think Jake Faria said that he got them taken away from him last year because he was eating too many. <laughs> the nutritionist was like, no, no, no. Like we need like a banana or something in there. Oh yeah, they're always there in the home clubhouse, but sometimes on the road they're a little harder to get. So it's usually granola bars on the road and PB and J's at home. Fair. Um, if you had the ability to do, I you got to pick one. So you either, I don't know if you're a golf guy. Are you a golf guy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Would you rather have the ability to shoot consistent seventy five when you go out? Or would you rather have the ability to dunk a basketball? Uh, I mean, I feel like at this point in my life, basketball is too far in my past. Uh, I can play golf for a long time, you know, at 75. Fair. Nice. Take a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> I heard somebody ask that question to somebody and they're like, you know, dunking a basketball would be pretty freaking cool. Don't oh, get me wrong. Like, oh, yeah. Um, I'm only like 6'1". I know I saw you were listed at 6'1". So I'm like, I know you're probably not, you probably never dunked before like me. I don't know. Gotten close, but. Yeah. Uh, if I throw it at the rim, maybe. Yeah. All right. You guys um, saying you're only 6'1", only <laughs> over six feet tall. Yeah. whatever yeah that's a little short <laughs> short king over there it's all good um i got two more questions left for you the speed run then ed you can finish this off here but um i need your worst topping to put on a pizza i mean the easy one's pineapple but a lot of people love it i'm not a pineapple fan uh okay I'm trying to think like worse that i've had uh, i'm not a mushroom guy Ugh. yeah i'm with you not on a Same. pizza especially yeah. It's like, yeah. save that for like a mushroom Swiss burger or something like, or a yeah, stir fry or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Final question here of the speed run. That's not really a speed run, but um, it's most important. You went to Auburn. You're an SEC guy. I have a lot of faith for you. Um, I need your favorite fast food fried chicken chain. Chick-fil-A. Easy. Okay. That's, that's, upsetting. Let's that's go. really upsetting. <laughs> All right. Well, the correct answer was Zaxby's like, come on, man. <laughs> no, the, he, he got well, it. He got it. I'm going to, you know what I'm doing after this? I'm having some on. chicken nuggets with some delicious Chick-fil-A sauce. So come on, I'm, hey, I'm, don't let him shame you. Don't let him shame you, Davis. And now there's like a different category. You know, you got Zaxby's and Guthrie's and Cane's. It's like of those Zaxby's, but like, they're not even in the same category as Chick-fil-A. Oh, come on, man. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's like 
you have to embrace that though. Like I know, like I think I always thought it was weird that there was uh Zaxby's in Columbia, Missouri. And I, yeah. I remember like looking at their website one time. I'm like, why is this like the like it's all down in the south? I'm like, why is there randomly like two in Columbia? And they put on there proudly in every SEC town. So I was like, okay, so they had to put them in Columbia. Um, but I don't know. I just like that's like a southern thing. It's like you have Zaxby's. Like that's that's do, your thing. So. It's actually typically it's my first meal when I get home in the off season. The last oh, two years okay. it was Zaxby's, but Chick Fil A you can get anywhere, you know. So that's I go eight months without Chick Fil A. I mean, without Zaxby's, I got to get it. Okay. See, I like that. Um, I I guess one last food one since you do play on the West Coast. Like, are you like in on the In and Out Whataburger thing? Are you even like? I mean, it's okay. Like, I like I like In and Out. My only problem is that people try and compare In and Out to like Five Guys. Yeah. Like those even those even aren't in the same category. Like, if you're talking just how good is the burger, Five Guys is way better. Obviously, you can bring up the price and all that stuff, but like, if you're just handing me two burgers, it's not even close. I'm with you. I know it's controversial, but I know Ed's got feelings on on In and Out, What a Burger type stuff. But I mean, I um, like them both. I'm good with both of them. <laughs> I agree, but. And the whole like the clashing, I don't know. I know I know it's like a Texas versus California thing, but yeah. um, I have one baseball related question. And Ed, if you have anything you want to, yeah, I um, mean, I have a non, I have a non baseball question for you, and it's just that uh, we had the same experience here, going from the East Coast to the the West Coast, uh, specifically Tempe. What was the biggest culture shock for you when you got there? Uh. The biggest culture shock for me, the, the biggest like where in the world am I moment was, you know, I had been out here for a few months and it was like opening weekend of college football. And I wake up at 7 a.m. and I'm pumped because, you know, with the time change here, college game day comes on at 7 a.m. and I'm like ready to roll. And I walk outside and, and where I lived was like two streets from downtown Tempe. Like I'm like can basically see the stadium from my front porch. And they play an 11 o'clock game and there's nobody outside. I'm like, what is happening? Like Auburn, Alabama, the entire city shuts down on game days. Like that's all there is to do. So it was, it was a pretty wild, like, wow, they really don't care out here. <laughs> it is interesting. It's like, I was like looking up ticket prices. You could like sit in up your deck for five bucks. Oh yeah. No, I mean, you Pretty should, you, you, I went to UMass after there. Don't even, didn't cost any money to go to games there. It's That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah, no, they, they don't take it nearly as seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it was definitely like a, a wake up moment of I need to get back in the South for football. season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, I, I went to the uh, Mizzou played at BC actually like two years ago, last year, I forgot when, it was two years ago. And I went, the stadium was like almost empty. It was like, I'm like, dude, this is an SEC team playing up in Boston right now. It's like, I thought everybody would come out. Nobody cares. Everybody really cares about college hockey up here. So it's crazy. Um, a little crazy. My, but my other question for you, if you weren't a baseball player, what, what would you want to be doing? Uh, I went to school uh, in, to do business analytics. And, and my dream after baseball has always been to work in a front office um but that's still baseball related if it wasn't baseball at all i don't know i, I don't have a backup plan for that one i kind of like that answer though i, I too. that it, it, it makes me happy that you're doing exactly what you want to be doing 
Absolutely. Very blessed. And no second thoughts there. I like that. Um, I have one last question before we let you go and it's baseball related. Um, Obviously you're in spring training now Um, you're battling for a spot right now on the, uh, on the big league roster. So I guess uh, what I want to end it with is just uh, what kind of things are, I know Ed asked you earlier, it's like, you know, do you approach the spring training differently already having the time uh, some time in, but I guess now that you're kind of fighting for a spot, you know, you're trying to make the big league roster. Um, wh- what kind of things are you doing to like prep yourself and uh, get ready for uh, 2024? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is just be where my feet are. I think I got to just stay in the moment, stay day to day. It's, uh, it's really easy this time of year to think like, Oh, what do I need to do to be here versus here, you know, to go to the big leagues or go to triple A or, you know, be upset if I end up in Salt Lake versus LA or vice versa, you know, like there's all kinds of, of things that you can start to work your mind around and overthink and uh, really, you know, put yourself in a, in a spiral to craziness. But, um, you know, for me, it's just be where my feet are, continue to get better every day and, and do the work that I can every day. And, um, you know, hopefully that takes me where I want to be. And if not, we'll, we'll be where my feet are when I end up and uh, just continue to work and try and get back there, you know. Well, Davis, we appreciate all the time you gave us. Um, kind of happy the Wi-Fi held up too. So that's uh, shout out to the hotspot over there. So, um, but like I said, we appreciate all the time and thank you for hopping on. Absolutely. Thank you guys very much. It was fun.